0: hey tunes and tumblers fam before we get to the show today we actually have something we've never done before we have a uh, a new sponsor daddy that we need to promote um it it was a it was a hard uh fought war but we decided that we
2: needed to start doing ads now because why was that ryan Why, why do we need to do ads the biggest thing is that we've been trying to save up for a, um, a Greyhound bus ticket for Drew to go find his cockatoo that he left behind at a station in um, Paris, Texas.
0: So the way you can help us out and help Drew get back his, his beloved cockatoo <laughs> is <laughs> by checking out Anchor.fm. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the way that we distribute our podcasts, and it's the easiest way to make one. Uh, Pedro, what is great about Anchor?
1: Oh, my God, what's not great about Anchor? It's free. You have no excuses. It is free. I don't care what your financial status is. It is free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer in case, you know, you suck at editing or maybe you've had a few too many drinks and you need some help. They can do it for you. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. You just sit back and it will throw it out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms. And the best part is you can make money with no minimum listenership. It's literally everything you need in one place. If it's your first time and you want to get into the podcast game, this is how you do it.
0: Yeah, so download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Please, please, this Greyhound bus ticket will not buy itself.
3: Tunes and right
0: Welcome to Tunes and Tumblers by Atwood Magazine. Listening to music is more than just an auditory experience. Tunes and Tumblers explores the way our senses mingle by pairing new and classic albums with cocktail recipes. We invite you to bring out your inner mixologist as we approach the music we love from a unique, immersive, and thoroughly delicious perspective. So put up your feet and enjoy a cold one on us. I'm your host, Anthony, and as of 24 hours ago, the entire TNT team is finally pumped full of that good stuff. I'm, of course, talking about the most in-demand drug on the market, that black tar, that golden girl, the (laughs) COVID-19 vaccine. Only two weeks from now, we'll emerge from our caves, shielding our pasty white skin from the moonlight, ready to shake hands, lick railings, or whatever else it was that we did in the great before four times. As we all know, drinking alone is a sad, sad business, so I laid out a trail of M&Ms and Buffalo Exchange gift cards and waited for a couple of hapless dudes with low impulse control to follow it into a Zoom meeting.
1: And they are...
2: Ryan, your music connoisseur.
1: Your tone sounded very pointed. (laughs) Pedro, your mixologist.
0: (laughs) And our guest today has been an Atwood favorite for most of the pandemic. He's the epitome of a multi-hyphenate as a singer, songwriter, record producer, visual artist, and the label owner of Trailing 12. He's dabbled in a variety of genres from synth pop to new wave to hip hop, collaborated with the likes of Disney and Sony, and performed alongside big names like Always and Vacationer. You may recognize him for when we premiered his track Glow on our James Blake Century Club episode, and today he's here to talk all about his debut album Honesty, which dropped on Trailing 12 April 9th. Toons and Tumblers fam, please join me in welcoming Nico to the pod. Woo! <laughs> great to be here yeah it's great to finally
4: have you here i we had this planned over a year ago didn't we we did almost to the day uh it was it was just i think the week before lockdown was announced Um uh, wow <laughs> and and i also had back surgery uh so that was another reason why we had to postpone you know just a little little surgery that's all how's your back it's feeling great now but you know once you once you hit that sweet sweet age in your late 20s early 30s (laughs) that back just starts screaming back at you
0: oh yeah it's all downhill from here but anyway (laughs) (laughs) on that note uh i'm very excited to get underway but i think it's time that we all checked in what has everyone been listening to this week
2: I've got uh, finally gotten around to listen to LCD Sound Systems' 2019 uh, Electric Lady Sessions live album. They have some uh, classics and fun covers. They have one of my favorite Human League songs, Seconds, and a Heaven Seventeen cover. So took me a couple years, but I'm finally in it. It's it's beautiful.
4: Okay. Big LCD fan. Uh, so yeah, I've been listening to some pretty uh, diverse things recently but the two most prominent would be uh early 2000s emo just been doing a big throwback listen to taking back sunday and Save the day and my chemical romance uh for many reasons but it's just a nice trip down memory lane contemporary though i have to say yasmin williams if you have heard of her she is a fingerstyle, acoustic guitarist, and this record that she put out, Urban Driftwood, one of the first albums that has made me cry in a long time while listening to it. I highly recommend it if you have not checked it.
1: Hmm. Sick. So I've been listening to Etienne de Cressy's commercial EP3. It's just got two tracks on it, Drunk and Junk, but I love them. They're really good. Um, Good music to like, get stuff done, too. There's no, like, lyrics or anything. It's just sort of steady, uh, good, steady EDM beats. Um, I've loved all the stuff that he's made, so it's just just adds more. I hope he keeps coming out with these little EPs. I love it.
2: Nice. Good
0: shit. So I've been listening to a couple of things. Um, the first, I've been listening to this singer-songwriter from Britain. Her name is Lily Moore, and if I were to describe her, um, it's this really great mix of Amy Winehouse and Adele. Um, she's got that raspy, soulful voice and she's very young. I I don't know how young exactly, but I feel like when I started listening to her like three years ago, she was still a teenager. Don't quote me on that. But, um, her song, Why Don't You Look At Me is the one I've been listening to a lot. So check that out. And also, Nico, you were (laughs) talking about early 2000s emo not being that contemporary and it got me thinking about this other artist I just started listening to named, you know, um he is from Jacksonville. He's 27 and he got a lot of his inspiration from listening to those early bands um playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, going to this uh skate shop, abandoned malls, well yeah, now abandoned malls. Um listen to his song uh Somebody and it sounds exactly like a um a brand new song from like Dejeon Tandu. Like it's it's amazing. amazing. Yep. Ugh. So uh Lily Moore and perfect record Oh
4: yeah. All right,
2: you know. All right, I'll check that. <laughs> I mean, Rest in Peace brand new. Anytime a song gets mentioned, uh gets added to the Tunes and Tumblers playlist. Oh great. So feel free. I mean, Jandek, everyone told me I was a fool. Oh. That's going <laughs> on the playlist.
1: Bam, that's how that works. <laughs> yeah, please use Oh no. <laughs>
0: please use that power, Takashi 69 wisely. <laughs>
2: Great. Now we have to put his entire discography on the (laughs) podcast.
0: You really had that locked and loaded, huh? (laughs) I was waiting. Ryan stole my thunder. (laughs) But I think it's time for us to go into the bar. Metaphorically speaking, we're so close to being able to do this show in person again, but you barely missed it, Nico. Um, Unfortunately, that means that the drinks you're enjoying today are imaginary. And don't worry, uh, mine are too, if you don't count my Topo Chico. Tunes and tumblers, not brought to you by Topo Chico. Tastes so good, <laughs> you'll swear you are getting wasted. <laughs> anyway, let's get into this imaginary bar. Uh, we need to show
4: the bouncer your ID. Uh, what did you bring with you today? All right, just give me one moment.
2: It's been five moments. Hi
4: there. Uh, so oh, my uh, <laughs> identification today is a grill, um, like, a, like a hip, a hip hop, a hip hop rap grill that is. Uh, molded to my teeth so it will reflect my dental records uh
1: it is these are unequivocally my grill so it's hard to speak but yeah i think i think he'll see the mouth jewelries in order oh my god look at those yeah so are you just gonna
0: like mean mug the bouncer
4: (laughs) pretty much that's really all you can do in this (laughs)
3: <laughs> it actually
4: blows my mind. I don't know how people are able to rap with these in. They, it takes I years, mean, years I, of practice. I feel like I sound like I'm underwater or something. It's just, I, it's hard to swallow saliva when they're in your mouth. I don't think I could drink anything for that matter. But it, did I get in? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, let's, let's
0: hurry on some, in before he changes his lessons. Lines
2: all right the light okay. the light was reflected off above and kind of blinded him and we were able to scurry in quickly so i think it worked
4: can i take them out now yeah, yeah we- <laughs> all right please
0: no you have to do the entire interview with those in
4: that would be nearly impossible oh they are like suffocating they're this is so how we learn where they're really just for uh i feel like they're just for photography and and video sake but anyone trying to talk with those in good luck
0: Well, for anyone who's seen the press materials for honesty Unfortunately, Nico is not wearing those grills and why not Nico?
4: (laughs) It's a really great question. You know, uh, we deliberated for for months um, But ultimately just we felt that it would have been misleading to the the sound of the album (laughs) (laughs) And speaking of honesty uh, Ryan, why don't you introduce what
0: we are listening to today?
2: So, we are going to camp out by this jukebox and throw on Honesty, the debut LP from Nico, out now on Trailing 12 Records.
0: full disclosure i actually have this album on vinyl and it's amazing for setting a vibe that vibe needs
1: a drink though pedro what you got okay so this drink is one of my favorites that i've ever made when i was speaking to nico about you know uh the album and sort of what it means and some of the some of the intention behind it and so the parts of all that that i that i really clung to for the drink are the notions of uh, you know, love and transformation. Um, and you also mentioned the idea of like spring and fall and sort of, and so I sort of started thinking about the colors associated with that. Um, so I know I wanted the drink to be vibrant. Um, as far as the love aspect of it, I wanted it to be very opaque because whether you're in the highs or the lows, it's hard to see anything clearly. I think when it comes to love, um, I also wanted there to be a a transformative aspect of it. And my favorite track on this album is bleeding on you. I, just love that track it like just jumped out at me when um when i was listening so i kind of wanted to you know get that involved in this too um so the drink itself is uh thyme muddled with uh bitters and lime juice with gin thrown in there um and then there's a passion fruit and guava puree mix that's in there so it's nice and thick and then this is optional. You can throw an egg white in there too. I did. I like I like my drinks nice and silky. Um, so I shake that up and then throw that into a glass. And then on top of it, I added some butterfly pea flower, which turns color. It sort of gives it that transformative aspect. But the best part is that it, it sits at the top really nicely and just slowly bleeds into the rest of the drink, um, which I love. And then I just garnished it with a sprig of thyme and some uh, dried flower petals, which are like nice and red and sort of give off that fall energy. Um, and it's also sort of, I like flower petals as as representative of like memories and the passing of time and all that kind of stuff. So I'm calling this a Bleeding on You. And this is the drink. And it is oh, amazing. And usually I don't do this, but um, I had to go ahead and break Nico off with a little preview to the remix. And since we've been talking about this for like a year um, and, and we had, you know, it was easy to communicate with Nego, uh, we arranged to have it delivered to his, to his residence. So oh he my has God. one. <laughs> and let
0: me tell you. You didn't ya. deliver one to me.
4: <laughs> boy, oh boy. This thing hits. Oh my goodness. All of the thought and care that went into it too. I mean, it is a gorgeous looking drink for one, but the taste, it's subtle and nuanced and mm-hmm. balanced. Oh, my goodness.
1: Right? Like, I was sort of worried that, like, the puree and everything was going to make it too sweet, but it all blends together really well, and no. it's nice and level. Yeah, because the,
4: the gin offsets the sweetness mm-hmm. and yeah. the time, the nose of time. Exactly. Oh, my goodness.
1: And, and who doesn't love a low-hanging pun? I mean, come on. Okay,
4: I had a <laughs> feeling, but also, I don't know if you did this intentionally, the colors of the drink
1: at least... This one that I have, yeah, it's the colors of the album cover. see that's what I was trying to I was hoping to get that. yours okay. came out better, okay, yes, <laughs> cheers, very cheers. much cheers, cheers. I'm so I'm, glad you
0: got to try it. I am very upset that I'm the only <laughs> one on this call who it does not have one,
4: <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, I'm sorry, Pedro and I were in cahoots. we were mm. we pulled one over we on, yeah. It's okay.
0: Mm. I went out yesterday and bought a uh, a forty eight pack of Topo Chico. I'm not kidding.
1: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> God, the wholesale prices on that must have been great. <laughs> oh on.
0: yeah. Um, it, for listeners who have been tuning in for the past several weeks, you have noticed the slow decline in my sanity <laughs> as I have fallen deeper into um this this uh, Spanish language mineral water.
1: this chico is into topo
0: oh yes exactly but let's not let's not uh dwell on that i instead want to turn my attention nico this has been a very long time coming and from what i understand the record has been a long time coming as well uh
4: tell me about like the genesis when did this all get started i mean i think if you want to fully understand it you have to start at the beginning it was November 1990. No, um okay, so <laughs> it truly has been a, a really long time in the making. Um and I think when this record began, I didn't even know it was going to be part of a record. I started writing some of these songs all the way back in 2014. Um so, you know, 6 years ago, 5 years ago. Um and over the course of about 4 years I, you know, was writing songs all the time. But at the end of 2018, I had about 50 demos that I was sitting on and just kind of having to sift through and feel like there's an album somewhere in here. You know, I can chip away. You know, it's, it's like a, almost a sculptor. You have this big piece of marble and then you chip away to find the, the full relief. So in this sense, the 50 songs was the marble. And honesty, these eleven tracks is is the sculpture in full relief um but it's even even after I decided on those songs uh I then produced out and fully mixed fifteen of them um from there, I refined it down to the eleven that you hear on the album.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah, and I think at least as far as I'm concerned, it seems to flow very well. It seems like a one cohesive statement. it doesn't even feel like it had to be carved, so to speak.
4: Mm, I appreciate that. I think that's probably part of being able to pull from so much source material. You know, so much of these demos were written um, during different chunks of what the album hopes to illustrate throughout the the almost linear narrative. Um, And we can get into that, but the album is really supposed to serve as a linear and cyclical narrative that has no true start or beginning um but it kind of just keeps looping around as if you were you know listening to the album on loop we we fall in love we fall out of love and we fall back in love again uh it's just kind of part of the process of being a human being alive mhm exactly so even though it doesn't really have a beginning
0: or an end it just kind of loops what would you say is the very beginning for you which of
4: these tracks came first, and why? well, if we're talking about which track was written first, it would be four years. That was written in two thousand and fourteen and um it it was written while I was processing a really tragic breakup um it was one of is my you know a really long term relationship that lasted four years, as you might imagine uh based on the song title um and i wrote it just with piano and voice and had it as a voice memo up until 2018 and was kind of going through listening through older voice memos and it felt really um it felt like a memory like a like a eulogy almost for that relationship even though it had been so long at that point um i felt like i needed to really give it uh give it the time it deserved and so that's the first song but I would say in the concept of the album, it is like the midway point in some ways. Because the beginning of the album is is that first feeling of falling in love. You know, just that immediate, exciting feeling where, you know, your heart's pumping. There's butterflies in your stomach. You've, you're falling in love with this person. And then maybe after some time, you can fall out of love. And so that's, that's what Four Years is about.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So I was actually having a conversation with my partner a couple of days ago about the show and it came to my attention and I really thought about it that this show used to be a lot more about how the drinks and the music intertwine. And I think like we kind of fell off of that just by virtue of the fact that (laughs) we're not all in person and I actually Mm -hmm. haven't tasted one of Pedro's cocktails in so long But let's see if we can try. I'm going to put on my little imagination cap and see if I can really taste the flavors that um, (laughs) Pedro has going on there. And I think that pun, Pedro, that you got there about time is a great place to start. I think about time in terms of honesty as kind of there's there's two prongs going on here. Time in the sense that we're moving forward and you're feeling that cycle of falling in and out of love perpetually. But also, the sound of the album feels very rooted in a specific time. Like, I'm thinking specifically 80s. Like, I think it's it's unavoidable. The, the synth pop sound, the kind of, like, uh, Alphaville prom night sort of thing. Uh, so, to me, that's more about, like, nostalgia. And I feel that running through. Like, you're kind of to pull from a, uh, a thing that Pedro and I keep coming back to. Like, you're feeling and remembering something that you never experienced. So for you, like, what about the sound of this album really speaks to you? And I guess, what were you trying to accomplish with your sound?
4: Well, I think you're right on with saying that time does play into this album in a lot of ways, uh, both sonically and thematically. But from that perspective of of genre, of where I'm pulling influence, the 80s... Artists from the '80s certainly a huge influence, and uh, with the production, you know, you can definitely hear that in the synth work, in some of those big tom fills, the big drums, um, and even perhaps just the way that I sing. But I would say that I'm also equally influenced by contemporary producers and, and artists. And so, when I was producing out this album, my goal was to try to marry those two worlds. Um, by bringing in some more contemporary uh, production techniques, you know, um, reverse vocals and, um, you know, different panning techniques and, and just ways of making things sound contemporary, but also, uh, you know, honoring the past at the same time.
0: Mm. Yeah, I definitely feel that.
2: Where What was the genesis of Bleeding on You? Because that's one that clearly Pedro and I is like the stand up for us yeah. where we kind of stopped, I think, listening. And that definitely sounds, I feel like that wouldn't be out of place on The Cure's, you know, pornography or one of those type of records. And that one, can you talk about the genesis of that or where that came from? Absolutely. Please.
4: So <laughs> all all of these songs start as voice memos, right? They all start uh, usually in the late, late evening when I'm, you know, in bed and have my mind totally cleared a lot of songs come. And also in the first waking moments uh, in the morning, I'll just record whatever was basically in my dream. You know, like these are a lot of things that were influenced by, by memory, but also dream, which, you know, are kind of linked in many ways. Uh, so Bleeding on You, it's, I would say the most experimental structurally of the record. Um, both, the way that the song is laid out, but also just the way that lyric is approached, and for me, bleeding right is uh is something that can be very literal, but it can also be something that is more metaphorical. You know, you're um you're letting go of something, or mm. you are exposing yourself in some way. Um, and so I really just locked in to this lyric, uh, and. There's this feeling almost of when you're, when you're in the throes of a relationship and you really trust that person, it's almost like revealing your full self can be like a, a way of, of bleeding. You know, There's some pain in being fully honest with someone. Um, mm-hmm. And without going any, kind of, any more into it, I really like to leave some of it open to the listener, but, but I didn't feel like anything else needed to be said in this song it was just these two lyrics that are you know very they they differ slightly um hold a lot of weight for me even still
1: that's like exactly the impression i got that like when i heard it i remember i was like listening to the album you know just brainstorming writing a few things down and like the bleeding on you came on and i like closed my notebook and i was like like where did this come from this is great but it felt what i loved about it is that it felt like like an inescapable thought that had to be like you had to have gotten it out. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And it, and it just like, uh, I like it's just I mean, who hasn't been there, right? There's just this feeling, this thought that you can't escape and it's just you have to figure out how to deal with it. I just loved it. Loved it. Thank you.
2: Yeah, it flows especially well from keeping me alive, uh, too as well. I think, you know, references to blood and that as well going into it. Um Exactly. It flowed very well. Mm-hmm. Thank you.
4: Yeah, and the sequencing was a big part of being able to give additional meaning to each song um, in context of where it is sequenced, I think, which what you just said fully illustrates that. I wanted there to be uh, an arc to each song um, that really referenced the other songs. It feels to me a
0: lot like the track, honestly, the title track, is kind of a precursor to keeping me alive and bleeding on you. Because in that one, you're talking about be honest, but not too honest. That sense of not wanting to open up to somebody, but then feeling later like it's all you can do, like you've actually fallen. And I guess like I I feel that. like There's a real danger, and then you can't stop yourself from doing that. Do you feel kind of like a dual-edged sword there?
4: Absolutely. And I think it's all... Based on where you are uh, with, you know, that person, with that relationship, um, there are times when being fully honest is exactly what needs to happen. But if you're just starting to be with somebody um, and maybe you're too forward about how much you enjoy them or like spending time with them, it can frighten them. It can make them feel like, oh, this person is too excited or more excited than I am. Um, So it's a it's definitely a dance and it's a balance. But then later on, I say with with a relationship, especially one that is nurturing and and positive, you can really be fully open and honest. And uh, I think that what you just said is right. You know, this this bleeding on you um, that can be a part of that. It can be positive, too.
0: Mm hmm honesty kind of epitomizes this to me this sense of the difference between infatuation and love Mm. because to me infatuation is uh kind of like this fascination with somebody's mystique like you're drawn to them because you don't really know them yet they could be anything and love is more of a mature thing where like you see all of them and all of the scales fall from your eyes and you've like maybe there's not left much left to discover about them. And it seems to me like honesty kind of traverses that a little bit, um, through to the end, uh, especially to ghost in your dreams. I know I wrote about that song a while ago. That's one that I keep coming back to where it's, it does feel like in the end, maybe things got too real. What do you think about that?
4: Yeah. I I think that there's always that risk, uh, with a a person that just isn't the right fit or you're not the right fit for that person, there's always the risk of maybe your honest self is not the self that they fell in love with, as you're saying, you know with mm-hmm. with honesty that the the song as opposed to the whole album it it truly is that feeling of lust, you know, which y- you think maybe it's love uh at first, but like you said, you don't fully know this person yet, you haven't seen. Uh, their full self, and so there there is always that potential. um, so then, when you arrive at ghosts in your dreams, uh, you know one way to approach it is they become a memory. Um, they almost can haunt you in some ways, or those those feelings can haunt you. Um, but there's also like nostalgia, this longing to keep that ghost alive,
0: yeah, I think also they kind of turn back into that ideal Mm -hmm. (laughs) the Mm -hmm. further they get away. Like you want the good things, but you're forgetting the whole person. Absolutely. I also find it really interesting that you placed glow right before it, because it seems like the very opposite of that. Like someone stepping into a room and just like their aura taking over. Like that's all that you see about them.
4: So so I just want to make sure glow, uh, is not right before Ghost in Your Dreams. It does oh, precede sorry. it, but I, I just
0: I I'm looking at the track list right now, and Live Long is before that. Correct.
4: I just yeah, want to my... make sure because there, you know, as as Ryan had had referenced, there is a great deal of thought into the sequencing, and so yeah. it would have a very different meaning if Glow was right before Ghost in Your Dreams. Um. So, but I appreciate you highlighting that. I think it is still reflexive in some ways. You know. Mm-hmm. Glow is about inner aura, inner self, and beauty. Um, there is also these elements of of lust and love that take place. Um, you know, you can sometimes lust for yourself, lust for a version of yourself. Um, but I would say that inner beauty is more of a love of yourself, right? Where lust can be more of a superficial ideal of yourself. Um, so going into, if you want to talk about live long um we can we can get into it later (laughs) just that first line
0: uh i want to seize every day until the last light fades i want to live long enough to sing songs to my daughter just like Mm -hmm. that stopped me in my tracks like honesty to me the overarching theme of the album is honesty with others but live long feels finally like honesty with yourself like Mm -hmm. what do you want
4: yeah i have to agree it's uh I mean, some of these songs, I would say, are me reflecting on a real experience through a character Mm -hmm. to a capacity. I mean, they're all based in experience, but Live Long, I would say, is truly me. Like, that is me saying something that I feel deeply. And like you said, I mean, it's a very honest moment on the record. It's not cloaked in any type of poetry or symbolism. It is truly a statement. Obviously, you can kind of extrapolate from the sentiment of I want to live long enough to sing songs to my daughter um, and I want to seize every day until the last light fades. I mean, these are, these are literal statements, um, but they also color the rest of the record.
1: I feel like it's, it's, uh, it's that moment sort of right after you've gotten through the worst part post-breakup, right? Where mm-hmm. you decide, I'm going to keep going. Absolutely. Like that's, that's what it feels like. It's just you make that decision. Like, I, I know what I want from here on out. At least, at least a little better than I did before.
4: And that exactly speaks to this idea of transformation, of growth, of reflecting. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's exactly what you need, you know, a, a, a breakup, or something big to happen in your life to pin down, oh, this is what I ultimately want. Mm -hmm. This is, you know, the long-term goal here. So, uh, and sometimes when you're in the throes of a relationship, you really lose sight of that. So it's almost um, having that moment of clarity, you know,
2: the opposite of our opaque drink here. What's one of those songs you would sing from that song that you reference in that song?
4: Oh, wow.
2: (laughs) Uh, I have
4: not thought about that um (laughs) we can open it up to the group
1: yeah let's do that (laughs) (laughs) little boy going to hell from south park nice i
4: i Um, guess in some ways it is a little bit of a metaphor because i don't think of any specific song um yeah i just think of that feeling of sharing something with your offspring that might influence and inspire them when they become your age you know when you become a memory to them this
0: isn't really a song but it's something i come back to a lot in those uh trying times especially when you've lost somebody or you don't know the way forward and i tell it to my friends and loved ones too when they go through that and it's it's from the simpsons uh let me know if you know this one it's uh so it's it's in an episode where Mo finally gets a girlfriend, and he's very sad, and Homer is sitting with him, and he says, sometime when you least expect it, you'll realize that someone loved you, and that means that someone can love you again, and that'll make
4: you smile. Wow. wow. <laughs> that show used to be good, guys. Wow. <laughs> that is ouch! surprising for The Simpsons. That's beautiful.
1: That is Indeed. insanely profound. Yeah.
4: <laughs> wow. If that was a multiple choice question, and it was like,
1: <laughs> what
4: show or film is this quote from, and The Simpsons one was on there, I would laugh and say that that has to be like one of the joke answers.
1: Yeah, but
2: I would circle This Is Us. Yes, <laughs> gone with the Wind, It Happened One Night, or The Simpsons.
0: Yeah. <laughs> or The Simpsons. It, it's just like... <laughs> It's one of those memes where it's like a picture of Rhett Butler and then the quote and then it just says Homer Simpson at the bottom.
2: <laughs> True heads will know that one.
0: <laughs> People on the internet will know.
2: Mm-hmm. That's
4: beautiful. Yeah, I love that sentiment.
0: Pedro, do you have anything that you would sing to somebody or tell somebody?
1: Yeah, I guess. Um, like, I, Like I could have all these ideas, I think, of, you know, something I would sing to like my child, but... Like, I'm pretty sure in the end it's going to end up being something ridiculous that, like, I'm just (laughs) coming up with off the top of my head. In a perfect world, it would probably be something like, um, there's a song by the Plain White Tees called, uh, I think it's Welcome to Mystery. That, like, Mm. I think would be, be I think it'd be, like, a really beautiful lullaby. Um, Anthony Green also has a song just straight up called Lullaby that's really pretty (laughs) that I like. Um, But, yeah, I mean, like, you can never really you won't know what happens until the moment. It's probably going to end up being something like, you know, Anaconda or <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to jump
4: in because uh, you just brought up Anthony green and that's, that's one early sales in that I've been revisiting in my, oh my God. early thousands emo, um, you know, revival mm. uh, specifically seven years. Acoustic that yes. song is, I mean, it's gut wrenching. It's so beautiful. And Interestingly enough, now that we're talking about it, it's weird that it's called it's called Seven Years, and we were just talking about a song that I called Four Years. Um, it's all yeah, it's all connected. It's
1: all connected. Look it's at all the connected.
4: I mean, <laughs> in a lot of ways, I'm realizing by listening back to some of this early 2000s emo how much more than I thought how much uh my writing is influenced by that that time of my life. Interesting. Um, you know this hard on your sleeve approach there's you know a lot of talk of, of longing and sadness and death in these emo lyrics um, which you know obviously not the first to do that uh, but they're the first to do it and say yeah instead of head uh, yeah. so, <laughs> just so
0: everyone's aware Nico's TikTok
4: game is incredible and he's doing an entire series of like how our favorite emo moments came to be that is a, a big part of my, um, yeah, re-listening. It's, it's also, I call it research. You know, it's part of my <laughs> <laughs> This is a write-off. Yeah. The- <laughs> Spotify subscription, write that off. I'm a <laughs> yeah. content creator. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I just wanted to speak on Anthony Green, and he's an incredible artist that him. definitely uh, was influential to me, still is. Uh, I had the pleasure of seeing him back in 05, um Damn. maybe some of our listeners were not even alive then but <laughs> that's chill um yeah no it's wow. not <laughs> that is
0: not chill all kids in school right now all all kids in high school middle school elementary school were born in the 2000s mhm
2: uh, sickos i
0: know right some of them after 2010
1: <laughs> it ain't right <laughs> It's a, it's a choice and I disagree with
0: it. Speaking of time, um, I wanted to come back to what I was saying about, um, honesty bringing me back. And I think it brings me back not just to the eighties, but to specific times in my early adulthood. One thing I'm thinking of, especially is right when I moved to Los Angeles and driving around and being brought in by the sense of wonder, I'm talking 2013, 2014. My financial situation wasn't great, but if you were to ask me, like, what was your favorite year living in L.A.? I would say 2014, hands down. The vibe was right on. Um, that's like right when Grand Theft Auto 5 came out. And like just the the way that they depicted L.A. and all of the press materials, like these bright pop art colors. And just driving through downtown LA, listening to Sleepwalking by the Chain Gang of 1974. (laughs) Like, that is Los Angeles to me. And it's interesting that, you know, your music doesn't really sound like that, but it's just like, oh, yeah, I remember this time in my life that was so great. Um, I wanted to know just anyone listening to Honesty, was there anything specific that it brought you back
1: to? Yeah, just previous relationships, entanglements, as they say. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it just sort of brings it all back. Like the experience, it, it's it's all in the album. Like it's it's a very, I think it's something everyone can relate to. Um, we all feel these things and makes you think of, made me think a lot of like, you know, the, the good times and like how fun it is. But then like by the time you get to the end, I'm like, hmm, it's better that things ended up the way they did probably. It, it sort of made me think of all of it as a whole like just all the experiences with dating and significant others
0: it's interesting because even though this album was about relationships is about relationships it still exists um I didn't really go back to relationships and I'm wondering why that is I I don't know maybe just my anxiety medication is working (laughs) (laughs) there's a block (laughs) what relationships I'm happy no but I think it's really interesting how some music that isn't about relationships can still make you feel it, and vice versa. Music is uh, interpretive, and I think that's mm. what I
4: love about um, art, you know, art, full stop, period, period. Absolutely. <laughs> and what you're saying about it bringing you back to L.A. 2014, it's it's fascinating because... Uh, I was not in L.A. at in 2014, but I was um, daydreaming about it, about being in L.A. And I didn't move out here until 2015, which, uh, yeah, similarly, the vibes were great. Uh, and I would say this whole album is certainly meant to bring about a sense of nostalgia. Uh, you know, having the listener experience um, memory to some degree. Uh, but, at the same time, I do think about some of my favorite albums and how they created memories for me new mm-hmm. memories um so much of you know what these little ripples and airwaves can do is they can create a moment that you reflect back on the first time you heard x, y, and Z, you know um where were you? What were you doing? What did it smell like and so One thing that I definitely hope to do while the album is very nostalgic uh, is to be able to create new memories for listeners that they can then remember when they put this record on again 10 years from now.
0: Speaking of which, we're kind of running low on time, but I wanted to throw in this question. In your ideal world, Nico, what are people doing while
4: they're listening to Honesty? I would say they are singing along with their friends in the car, driving somewhere, fun. Um, Those are, for me, the best memories I have of enjoying music. Um, Not even necessarily live. It's like Mm -hmm. those moments of being together with friends that all know the thing and you're just singing it together at the top of your lungs. That, uh, I mean, that would be amazing to know um, that that's happening. I would say second best... You're listening to it on vinyl on a hi-fi audio system. Um, You have your eyes closed, and you're just really being uh, enveloped by it. Mm -hmm. You heard them, folks.
1: Get to it. (laughs) (laughs) Find some vaccinated friends. Get in a car.
2: Learn the lyrics. Get in a car. (laughs) Quit messing around.
4: (laughs) Quit messing around. Get in a car.
2: (laughs) You know what? I was thinking back to 2014 and what was going on in that year or like 2015, and the 405 had just finished its expansion. Mm. So you guys picked the perfect time. It added one lane to the freeway.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, it did absolutely nothing,
2: (laughs) too. And you guys didn't have to deal with not being able to get on the 405 like I did. Ryan, that one lane. Why do you think I moved here?
4: (laughs) That one lane was for
2: us. We occupied (laughs) that lane. (laughs) <laughs> oh god that makes so much sense the he was like
0: oh should we build like a metro line that goes under the 405
2: nah <laughs> expand it yeah we saved a minute I think <laughs> good times uh, wow. drive on the 405 Not- to honesty <laughs> and face yourself look inward <laughs> it's kind of scary
0: see god the devil whatever <laughs> it is
2: that you believe in whatever, whatever you pray to or fear <laughs> to quote Mr. Plow from uh The Simpsons, uh, no, <laughs> got, I got that. What that's my name. That name again is Mr. Plow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I think that we're getting a little off topic, and uh, with your guys's permission, I'd love to move on to our favorite game. Who would like to play some hashtag mood?
4: Permission the- granted, let's do it.
0: For those of you just joining us, hashtag mood is our favorite game, we like to play it at the end of every show. What we do is we go over to the Tunes and Tumblers hotline and see if we have a message from a fan. That message will tell us how they've been feeling lately. That mood can be anything to I just went through a breakup to I am dancing in the Ace Hotel on MDMA to Honesty by Nico. So <laughs> get excited for that. Each of us will have the chance to pick one song to go with that mood and create the ultimate playlist. So without further ado, Drew, Drew, hit that theme song.
1: What's your blue? What's your hashtag? What is your boo?
2: What's your
0: hashtag? Drew, do we have a message lined up?
3: You have Hey, hey to the always very sexy tunes and with crew. My name is Sam, and I don't know about you, but we're all getting fully vaccinated. My social calendar is starting to fill up again. I'm having feelings about it. Do I go in for the hug when I see friends who I haven't seen in over a year? Do we kiss on the mouth? Do we pretend that we don't know each other and just go home and hide under our blankets until we really feel ready for the world again? I continually struggle between all of those options. So I'd love to know what's your playlist for this mood, for this awkward will-we-won't-we, should-we, shouldn't-we, this plague tension that we're all feeling, just me I'm not sure. Um, All right. I hope you guys are doing great, and I can't wait to hear the playlist. Bye. Ooh,
0: that mood gave me all sorts of feelings. I'm right there with you, Sam. Who would like to take this one first? I'd love to, if
4: possible. Go (laughs) for it. I got to pick Close to Me by The Cure.
1: Ooh,
4: nice,
2: Nice. Yeah. Just... Seems uh, for, I'll,
1: I'll go next so there's this whole question of will we won't we I have an answer we won't I ain't gonna come to your party girl by 303 I'm <laughs> not, not wow. gonna make it I'm not gonna make it over there girl I ain't gonna come to your party <laughs> that's like pretty much the only lyrics it's just no I'm not gonna go that's great <laughs> didn't former guest Chaz Cardigan
0: just like ad lib a song about not wanting to see he did people. and I, I felt so seen <laughs> that's probably still on his uh his reels on instagram if y'all want to check that out but he definitely doesn't want to see anyone after quarantine (laughs) i think it's on his tiktok too yep (laughs) all right uh i will go next um so i'm picked a song from the worst weezer album to go with this one but uh the title (laughs) sums up my feelings perfectly uh if you're wondering if i want you to i want you to
2: (laughs) amazing
0: from ratitude
2: you just, you just yeah had to throw some shade it's, in there didn't you that is <laughs> look the worst.
0: weezer is the type of band where if someone asks me are you a fan of weezer i have to give a multi-sentence answer agreed <laughs> it's well not let's a- see pinkerton is a classic but i don't know after the red album they kind of lost me the green album has its moments but the white mm-hmm. album is great like it's it's one of those answers don't moral of the story
1: don't don't get him started
4: yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a rabbit hole. We don't need to go down. I'm gonna go ahead and
2: say Hurley's the worst one yeah. with the guy from Lost Ooh, on the cover. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that one
4: is just a
2: forgotten album.
0: I forgot that Hurley was even an album. Yeah. So there exactly. you go.
2: Wow. Well, I think given that there's this anticipation and People keep talking about that we can come back as new people in this and start new relationships and such. I'm gonna go with "Rip It Up" by Orange Juice. Ooh,
4: <laughs> hell yeah! I don't think I've heard that one. Maybe I have. I don't know it by name though. I'm excited. I think you. I think you like it, Nico. Okay.
2: I think it's right up. Down your alley? Up your alley? Maybe up my alley too. <laughs> okay.
4: It's a two-way alley. It's a two-way. <laughs>
2: it's a <laughs> diagonal. It comes
0: alley. out on two streets. Yeah.
2: To <laughs> Drew, please edit that out That was the worst thing I've ever said on this podcast Seriously
1: We don't need the fans thinking that Ryan actually likes Harry Potter
2: <laughs> No, no, please
0: It took me way too long to realize that Diagon Alley was diagonally And I'm like,
1: yeah. oh, okay <laughs>
2: J.K. Rowling is a genius. It's just the book that keeps on giving. Mm -hmm. Keeps giving me hemorrhoids. How about that? (laughs) Mm.
0: Are you sure you want this taken
4: out? Are you you reading the book correctly? Or are you just sitting on
2: it? (laughs) Yeah, you may be doing this wrong. (laughs) That's my problem. Mm. Oh, man. Jeez. (laughs) Stop
4: sitting on the book. (laughs) This reading method has scientists freaked. You'll never believe. You'll never believe this new speed reading technique.
1: <laughs> Doctors hate this guy.
0: <laughs> oh man. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, listeners, do you have a mood of your own? Leave us a message by calling the Tunes and Tumblers hotline at 626-604-6477. Let us know how you're feeling and we'll give you the perfect soundtrack for it. Plus, we need to expand Drew's music knowledge. Did I say that last week? I might have. We still need to expand it. still true. It's still true. <laughs> and with that, we have come to last call. The bar is closing up. The bouncer is giving us that, like, do you want me to uh, get physical kind of look? So let's. But let's... it's like
1: seductive.
0: Oh, yeah. Is he trying to take people home at the end of
1: the night? Maybe. Don't wait to uh, find
0: out. <laughs> In the meantime, what kind of lingering thoughts do y'all have about honesty about uh, things that um, we remember that are best left in the past or that
1: uh, we long for. I just think this album is perfectly laid out and Bleeding On You is just this big gem that still pops out to me. Um, Mm. I love it so much. Thank you, Pedro. Listen to it and don't put it on shuffle. Listen to it in order. It's important. Yeah.
0: This album has kind of turned me into an album person. I tend to... Just put on my same playlist, hit shuffle, and just let the vibe take me wherever. But I think that, at least with honesty, and with a few other albums I've been listening to, I've discovered front to back is so rewarding, and it's a lost art
4: in the streaming age. That is, uh, you couldn't have said that better. Thank you. That is definitely one of the big goals for this. I'm a huge fan of the album. I'm a student of the album. And so uh, that makes me really happy to hear. Get rid of your on-the-go playlist. Yeah. <laughs> oh
2: man
1: uh,
0: the morning drive that has podcasts thrown in with music it is the
4: weirdest thing that Spotify has ever done and they need to stop mm. <laughs> pick one or the other pick one lane Spotify <laughs> <laughs> they made a whole new one for themselves
0: <clears throat> before we go
4: Nico do you have anything you would like to plug I got two plugs if that's okay One for either ear. Uh, (laughs) So, first plug, the new record, as we have been discussing, it's out on vinyl, which is really exciting for me. Uh, It's something that I've wanted to do for a long time. There's only a hundred. We did a really limited run, so there are some left. And uh, if you want it, come and get it. Uh, (laughs) Second plug is... Follow me on TikTok. I'm having a good old time on there. And I just want everyone to experience this weird social media app with me. It's different than everything else. And uh, yeah, say hi on there. I'm spending a lot more time on it. So it's bussing. Bussing. <laughs> Precisely bussing.
0: <laughs> we still need to get on TikTok. We'll keep talking about it, and then maybe one day it'll happen. <laughs> Tunes Needs and TikToks. It...
4: Oh, my God. <laughs> Tunes and talks. Yep. Tunes and talks. talks and tumblers. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Well, we'll get there. Okay. We'll figure this out.
0: <laughs> Nico, thank you so much for being on the show. This has been a long time coming, and I'm glad we could finally
4: make it happen. Tunes and tumblers, thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to it, and uh, it's been a pleasure True pleasure. Right back at you. Same.
0: And thank you all for listening to Tunes and Tumblers. Tunes and Tumblers is an Atwood Magazine podcast. Be sure to like the show and Atwood on every platform. Also, please rate and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us out a lot. Tunes and Tumblers was produced, as always, by Drew Franzblau. Our theme song is by New New Girlfriend. Our hashtag mood jingle comes to us from Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty. We're off next week, but we'll be back in May with another slate of amazing guests. And maybe, just maybe, we'll all be in person again. Until then, cheers.
1: Cheers. cheers. cheers.